Court cases challenging former President Donald Trump's candidacy in this year's elections continue to stack up, but it remains to be seen when they'll be resolved. I'm Jennifer Fuller, and this is Capital Cast from Capital News Illinois. The issue came before a Cook County judge this week, as well as the U.S. Supreme Court. Both cases are challenging Trump's eligibility, saying that he participated in an insurrection on January 6, 2021, and therefore cannot run under a provision in the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. In the case before the U.S. Supreme Court, a former member of the Illinois congressional delegation has signed on to an amicus brief, supporting Colorado's decision to bar Trump from running. Joe Walsh was once a Republican, representing Illinois' 8th Congressional District from 2011 through 2013. But in 2020, he left the Republican Party and now calls himself a conservative independent and a never-Trumper. I talked to him about his decision to get involved in the Colorado case. I suppose my interest begins as a former member of Congress, uh, first and foremost, and then a former Republican member of Congress. Um, I I believe it's clear, and I think the trial record makes it clear, and I think there's bipartisan agreement that makes it clear that Donald Trump engaged in insurrection against the Constitution. Um, As a former congressman, that's that's a big deal because it's, it's kind of our constitutional role to effectuate the peaceful transfer of power and what Trump did was an attempt to stop that. Um, As a Republican, uh, and this is an amicus brief by about 12 to 14 of us Republicans, we felt it was important to get on the record that this is not at all partisan. Forgive me if I'm mischaracterizing here, but some people might be surprised by your decision, given you were known as a pretty conservative Republican. Well, two things. Um, Yes, uh, if you know my history... Um, I was, you know, one of the faces of the Tea Party movement when I got elected and sent to Congress, um, representing Illinois' 8th District. Um, and then I, again, furthered that reputation as a, as a strong conservative Tea Party guy. Um, I voted for Trump in 2016. I very publicly turned against him in 2018. And then Jennifer, you know, did the craziest thing I've ever done. I actually tried to primary him in 2020. So those people who do know my history know me now the past five or six years as a very outspoken conservative, never Trumper. Um, This, and again, uh, this um, amicus brief was signed by, you know, Republicans all over the political spectrum. But yes, you're, you're quite accurate in that Uh, I am probably the most conservative member who signed this. How did this play with some of your former colleagues in the House? And you mentioned that you didn't want this to look like a partisan issue, the amicus brief. How does all of this play in the current political realm? Tough to tell. I I hope that my former colleagues, and I believe that many of them privately, uh, will agree with everything we're saying in this brief. Um, because again, this is this is just all about um, uh, establishing that you know, Trump did commit insurrection against the Constitution. We, as former members, want to make sure it never 
happens again. Um, each and every one of my former colleagues, the members who are still there, take an oath just like I did to, uh, you know, defend and uphold the Constitution. That's a big part of what this is all about. And uh, I, I, I would hope they understand and they agree with us that we don't. Congress was a target of violence on January 6th. We don't want that to happen again. Um, I understand the politics of the moment. And I, Jennifer, I've lived with this because for the past five to six years, as I've been out there publicly against Trump as a conservative, and you've heard this, but I've had plenty of my former colleagues tell me privately, Joe, I agree with everything you say about him, but I get that they can't say those things publicly because to say that publicly, like my, my former friend and colleague, Adam Kinzinger from Illinois, who's gone through the same thing I've gone through to publicly as a Republican stand up against Trump in the public square is to pretty much end your career as a Republican. So I get the risk. Is this a, a cascading moment or a watershed moment where if the Supreme Court finds that Donald Trump is not eligible to be on the ballot because of the 14th Amendment, are there other political leaders, other members of Congress that could be facing the same fate? Yes. Well, I think it's a cascading, <laughs> it could be a cascading event in a couple of areas, Jennifer. You identified one because Donald Trump, um, and he's on the ballot running for president again, but uh, Donald Trump wasn't the only one who engaged in insurrection. So I think there's no doubt that this could point toward other members, other elected Republicans who did as well. I also think that... Um, this could lead to a cascading event when it comes to other states. I think no matter where you stand on this issue of, uh, you know, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, he shouldn't be on the ballot, states are looking for clarity and looking for some direction from the highest court in the land. So, you know, if the Supreme Court were to side with Colorado, um, that could open up other states um, because I know a number of states are just are, are waiting to get some direction. Colorado's isn't the only case that we're talking about. The state of Illinois, for example, has its own challenge to Trump's candidacy. Exactly. And again, uh, the state of Illinois, no matter how they rule, ultimately they've got one ear and one eye looking at what the Supreme Court will say. Uh, certainly the oral arguments are tomorrow in the Supreme Court, but then, you know, when the Supreme Court rules and they are going to hopefully rule in, in some sort of expedited fashion. So Illinois will be waiting for this ruling as well. How, in your opinion, does this impact certainly the Republican Party, but even perhaps the two-party system in the United States? Well, and Jennifer, I need to I need to always qualify everything I'm saying because you and I could have a wonderful conversation, and I'm happy to because I've done it for the last six years about Trump and the state of the Republican Party and all of that as a former lifelong Republican. I always want to just remind on the record with you and everybody I speak to about this brief is this brief itself is not at all political and it's not meant to be political or partisan. Partisan, and it has nothing to do with whatever the heck, wherever my former party <laughs> ends up, wherever the Republican Party ends up. Um, I hope 
that because, and we make it clear in the brief, what happened on January 6th was an insurrection against the Constitution. I would hope that this kind of thing never happens again. Um, and I worry, I certainly worry, that we're in a place where, especially my former political party, um, uh, may be walking down this same road again in the 2024 election. You've mentioned this a couple of times now, your former party. How do you align yourself now? I, I left the party three years ago, almost four years ago, after I got out of the 2020 primary, my pr- 2020 primary challenge to Trump. Philosophically, I'm still the same guy who went to D.C. as a Tea Party Republican back in 2010. I'm an independent, politically homeless conservative. Okay, well, if I can play devil's advocate for just a moment, you are and were an outspoken critic of numerous organizations and entities within the government. That was a big part of the Tea Party movement. Did the Tea Party movement start us on the road to where we are today? Oh, absolutely. And Jennifer, again, and it's been fascinating. Um, I, I very publicly the past five or six years, ever since I publicly came out about against Trump, I have very publicly on national TV humbling, uh, repeatedly apologized for everything I did that led to Donald Trump. And the Tea Party was certainly part of that. I've said now so many times that two things led to Trump, a Republican establishment that ignored the base of the party, um, people like Mitt Romney and the rest, and then people like me, Joe Walsh, the Tea Party right-wing aspect of the party, we inflamed the base, uh, got them all riled up and worked up. So by the time Donald Trump came along in 2016, you know, we had primed them for Trump. Uh, absolutely. I've, I've apologized for that and tried to explain that publicly for a good long time. What might you say if you had a few moments with someone like Matt Gates or Marjorie Taylor Greene, who serve in Congress and have been so vocal in their support for Donald Trump? I, again, I don't know that they'd listen to one word I'd say, but if I had them alone for a few minutes, I would just tell them that this road they're going down, this MAGA, uh, authoritarian, embracing, nationalistic road is shrinking the party dramatically. And if you stay on this road, Matt Gates and Marjorie, if the party stays on this road, the party is going to die as a national political party uh, because this intolerant authoritarian thing they've got going now is an absolute turnoff to most Americans, certainly young Americans and Americans of color. So if they care about the party, um, they, they have to they have to move away from this. I want to look to the future while we're still circling back to the reason for this interview, which is the amicus brief and the Supreme Court case. What is the future for you on this issue, regardless of how the Supreme Court rules? Well, the immediate future, Jennifer, for the next nine months is I'm going to do what I did four years ago, and I'd never done it before. I'm going to work my ass off publicly to help get the Democratic nominee in all likelihood, Joe Biden reelected. 
I voted for a Democrat for president for the first time in my life in 2020, and I very publicly, actively campaigned for him. Um, that's a big deal. I'd never done it before. I believe Donald Trump is an existential threat to this democracy. I believe that in my bones. So even though as a Tea Party conservative, I disagree with Joe Biden on the vast majority of issues, it's a no-brainer. I, so the next nine months, I'm going to do whatever I can to encourage, and I focus on independents and center-right re Republican-leaning voters, encourage them to do the right thing. We're better than what MAGA is. Vote for Biden. That's my mission. And then beyond that, we'll see what happens in 24. That's former Congressman Joe Walsh. And that's this edition of Capital Cast. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a nonprofit, nonpartisan news service covering Illinois government. Major funding is provided by the Illinois Press Foundation and the Robert R. McCormick Foundation. Additional support comes from the Illinois Broadcasters Foundation and the Southern Illinois Editorial Association.